You're listening to the What Spot Podcast, where an Exmo has turned sexmo, impurity culture at its finest. Hello, Wet Spotters. This is Sarah Taylor. <laughs> I can't believe you actually still use that. Yes, that's that the great. new line. That's actually the new line. Yes, oh, goddamn, Wet Spotters. Wet Spotters. Yes. Uh, let's do a little introduction here. So Tim, he's the one who coined Wet Spotters. I feel very proud of that now. Yeah, two episodes yeah. ago. Was it single? Oh, that's right, it was. The episode's called Single Guys Unwanted. Yep, I am the single unwanted guy. Yeah, right. You've had so much action <laughs> since that episode. Don't you dare lie. God, I wish. Just Come on. You <laughs> no, have, you've had fair. an experience. I've had an you experience. You don't need to get into detail, but it's a no, pretty good experience. It, it was. It was nice. Um, so, yes, this is mm-hmm. Mr. Tim, Exmo Tim. He was our single guy on the last uh, two episodes ago. And off to my right, we have Dave. Hey, Would you hey. like to introduce yourself, Dave? I was going to start with Tim, which I already did. So let's, yeah, yeah let's just dive into you sure. since you're the new guy here. Yeah, that's fair. I'm I'm Dave or David, whatever you can call me, Vid, if you want to. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because no, everybody goes by Dave, mm-hmm. but nobody goes by Vid, right? The last half of the name. Right. That's a good so, point, actually. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm just a regular ass dude. I, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a scientist. I work uh, doing research and I'm just a regular ass dude, and then follows it with, "I'm a scientist." <laughs> I'm a scientist. That is not a regular ass dude. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but go on. No, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, uh, but I work a lot with uh, Brian Shrimp from the Great Salt Lake. Super fun. Also, uh, just a regular dude doing regular dude things. Yeah, <laughs> regular dude things. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and I, uh, friends with Tim and Sarah as well. Uh, hopefully we're going to have a good time. Oh, we will. All right. You bet your ass we will. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking about doing this episode for quite a bit and I'm finally going to do it. And it is on naughty missionaries. Hell yeah. And you two both served missions. Yeah. Correct. Full yeah. two-year missions, correct? Full two-year yep. honorable mission. No regrets. Don't you fucking hate that? Looking back now, you're probably wishing you were the guy that went home early. God, you have no oh idea. Oh, my God. How crazy is that At the same time, mental a, flip? Honestly, I'm I'm glad I didn't come home early because like there was just so much shame around oh, coming Oh, you know what? That would yeah. have played a lot into your... Oh, uh, yeah. Into like, my oh, trauma man. coming home and... Because like, my mm-hmm. mission for me personally was traumatic as it was anyway, so coming home early would have just added to it. Now, where did you serve your mission, Tim? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay, yeah. that sounds so boring. It was actually a lot of fun. Was it? Yeah, like they, they had a lot of things for us to do. So in the Twin Cities, they've got like... They've got the Twins baseball games you can go to. They've got the Vikings uh, football. and uh, So basically it's a state that has nothing but sports. Just in the Twin Cities, really, yeah. So anything outside of the Twin Cities, yeah, it gets boring. What is Minnesota known for? Because I would not be able to answer that Uh, question. They've got a lot of things they're actually known for. Um, So Twin Cities, for one thing, it's, uh, it's just a huge melting pot in the Twin Cities specifically. With St. Paul and Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Bloomington's also kind of part of it now, so it's more like a tri-city. But, um, yeah, they've just got a lot over there. Like, they've got the Minnesota Vikings over there. They've got the Timberwolves. Um, so, sports. 
yeah, sports basically. <laughs> and that that's their big thing in the Twin Cities. But outside of that, um, they've got a few other things they're famous for. They've got uh, the Rochester Mayo Clinic. Oh, that's yeah. cool. So it's like a, it's, yeah, it's a big hospital that's wow. pretty well renowned. And then um, it's also got the birthplace of Judy Garland, which oh. I actually served in that specific area. Nice. And they really... Do they just love the oh, they uh, Wizard that of shit. Oz? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what they've got all over the town is Wizard of Oz. Just shit. little like, lollipop got... guild children running around. <laughs> that would be so funny, but no. They had like a bunch of faces on trees like all over the place. That's really cool. Whoa. It was kind of creepy, yeah. But um, yeah, it, it was kind of cool. Was there a yellow brick road? Ah, oh, fuck. They, there was a painting on a certain building that like had the Wizard of Oz people and the Yellow Brick Road, and then they had a Yellow Brick Road, I think. But Dang. Now, um, how long ago was your mission? 2015 to 2017. Okay, so, so you've been home now for how long? Was it 2022 now? Uh, that's like five years. Okay, five yeah. years. And then, um, Dave, uh, where did you serve your mission? Mesa, Arizona. Yes. Yeah. I used to live in um, Gilbert. Oh, really? Well, yeah. So I worked for the airlines, and I was commuting. Oh. So I lived in Gilbert. Oh, I forgot a big one. Prince. Prince was born. Yeah, in... that's a pretty big one. That was a big one. And when he died, I was on my mission still when he died. And oh, so shit. everybody was in mourning. It was kind of wild. But... Yeah, well, families that. can be together yeah. forever. So and Families can be together <laughs> yeah, forever. Yeah. Now, um, you said you served in Mesa, Arizona. Yeah. Was that a pretty good mission? I actually uh, enjoyed the majority of it, although... Okay. I grew up in, in Florida mm-hmm. uh, around a lot of different people that um, liked to act and sing and dance. Mm-hmm. And so I had a lot of friends that were more on the liberal side. Mm-hmm. Arizona is the farthest from that you could possibly think, especially Mesa. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And I had no clue how much the deep-seated hate for uh, homosexuality <gasps> or any other non-heteronormative oh, wow. sexualities yeah. existed. Because I was just, I grew up around people where, uh, you know, maybe they were bi, maybe they were questioning, maybe they were queer. It didn't didn't really matter to me. Um, But I got out there and I was like, oh my God, these people are using all kinds of slurs. And it's weird. I've heard some slurs even now recently in the community that I was like, oof, that's something you need to work on. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's like so crazy though. So Mesa, Arizona... um, I feel like there's a lot of Mormons. Ooh, yeah. So was Absolutely. that pretty difficult? I mean, how many people did you baptize on your mission? I baptized anywhere from one people to three people a month-ish. <gasps> what? Jeez. Damn, was... you were successful. What? <laughs> successful in, in missionary Mormon Well, do you think it's so. just because um, Arizona is such an unassuming place that you wouldn't think there's a lot of Mormons? So you do have a pretty good ratio of Mormons and then people moving in and then making Mormon friends. Yeah, so there was a lot of that. The Mormon population in the area is around 30%. It was when I was serving, Mm -hmm. 2013 to 2015. And I think the main part of that was we had a lot of members in the area, and they were just finding for us most of the time. Right. I never had to knock doors a single day on my mission. So we would either teach the members how to find people for us to teach, Mm -hmm. or we would actually be teaching lessons. Sounded like you were a pretty good missionary. I, I tried my very best. (laughs) I was very into the culty stuff, into the, (laughs) into the, I don't know how you want to refer to it on here. If that's offensive for any listeners. The culty stuff. What do you mean by that? 
so um i i was very strong into the church and i was incredibly orthodox even though i was taught by my parents very well to respect as much as i could other people and Mm -hmm. their choices with their life yeah i still judged them harshly on the inside (gasps) and i also judged myself even harsher Wow. And so I wanted to follow all the rules, do right. all of the things right. Did you tattle on your companions? I did not tattle on my companions, but there were a couple of them that I berated pretty harshly. Wow. And I regret that a lot. Were you in leadership on Yeah, your yeah. For the majority of my mission, actually. I started being a district leader and a trainer at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. uh, after I had been out, yeah. After I had been out for six months, or mm-hmm. maybe a little bit less than six months, and then I went straight from a district leader to a zone leader, and I never stopped being a zone leader until my last two, uh, <laughs> not semesters, what are they called? Transfers. Transfers, <laughs> Transfers of my mission. Um, so I was a zone leader for more than half of my mission, and I was a district leader for a few transfers wow. before that. Damn, dude. And I trained, I think, six missionaries. Wow. Something like that. God damn. I guess that's a lot, because Tim's reacting to that no that that is a lot so you came back from your mission in 2015 yep so that was seven years ago yeah and then you left on your mission in 2015 2015 and came back 2017 nice um mtc you guys both went to provo i'm assuming y'all byu idaho Oh, empty, empty. Oh, MTC? Oh my gosh, sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. What? I was like, no I, way. I blinked out. I was taking a drink of water and I can't drink and think at the same time. So <laughs> you guys both went to the MTC, Provo, MTC. right? And yeah. it, you guys were English speaking and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, how did you like the MTC? Was it so weird? Oh man, MTC fucking destroyed me. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, how'd it go for me? I don't know. I felt very confident going into the MTC. Like, oh yeah, I really know my shit and I'm going to be such a great missionary. I'm going to be an Ammon, like from the Book of Mormon and everything. And then when I got to the MTC and they were teaching us just the three simple gospel lessons, I was like, God, I don't even know these. Like, what the fuck do I know? Do you feel, so how long is a missionary typically in the MTC for? Typically, what is it? Two weeks. I'm sure there's a range because if you're foreign speaking. It was two weeks at the speaking. time I was there. Okay. I was yeah, only there for two weeks, too. but is it depends it... on the, the language. Okay, so then if you have a language that if you have, you have to learn, language, it's like six weeks maybe. Okay, so yeah. do you think there's almost this seniority? So you have the guys that are just getting in, and then the guys that are like almost to the end of their two weeks, and they see you guys come in, and they're yeah. like, yeah, like yeah. look at you little pig like, squeaks. Fuck right? this, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they're. The ones that like have to learn a language and have to stay there forever, they're always just like super pissed off. They're like, all these fuckers just get to come and go oh, so fast. Oh, they're mad that... A lot of okay. times, yeah, they're like, God, I just yeah. want to get out of here. I thought they feel like they were better being... than you. No, a lot of times I'm... they're just... They wish Did you they guys do the Matrix with the ironing board or that thing that came out of the wall? Yes. My brother did that a too. A lot of people really? do that. I think my uh, husband did it too. There's just all those pictures you can take. Yeah, the of the, the Matrix. And then the, uh, what was it called? The Tree of Life showerhead. <laughs> <laughs> Where you have this one showerhead and all of the things come off of it and everybody's just showering around the same one. Actually, sounds... I actually don't know these ones. Oh, that really? sounds like what the perfect segue into naughty missionaries. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking Probably about a bunch is. of guys sharing one showerhead. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You ain't wrong. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, a lot yeah. of, I'm sure that happened. It's kind of like a public pool type situation. So it's mm. not like jail where you go in and if you drop the bar of soap, you're... <laughs> that's <Fuck>. consent. 
yeah. It's not consent, guys. I'm talking about it's prison. <laughs> Everybody knows if you go to prison and you drop the soap, you know what happens. So I feel like if you're in prison it's and true. you drop the soap, you're asking for it. <laughs> yeah, <Just> yeah. <laughs> I would not pick it up. I would kick I, it across the like, room until that, it man. flew into the air and I could catch it. I, <laughs> I have spent an, oh, give them that to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I have spent an inordinate amount of time wondering what I would do if I dropped the soap in prison. And here's my strategy. <laughs> right? He he has has a, he has, are you kidding me? I generally yeah. don't like to go off topic, but carry on. <laughs> so you turn around with your back towards the brick wall. You press your back towards the brick wall and you slowly do a squat all the way down. Until your butt cheeks hit the ground, and then you reach over, and then you squat all the way back up. That almost sounds too seductive, too. <laughs> I feel like at that point, you're just doing you're, you're a little tease dance for prior a later to... session. Yeah. You're talking go. about, like, sliding down the wall, <laughs> pressing your butt cheeks to the floor. Exhibitionist <laughs> Delicately grabbing the soap and swiveling your body back up. <laughs> sounds God too damn. seductive. <laughs> I mean, hey, I would just ask the guy who likes getting fucked in the ass to pick it up, because then he's um, bending over to pick it up, and he likes it anyway. That's yeah. my strategy yeah, yeah, going go. into it. That's a smart strategy. <laughs> I don't. I'm gonna have to worry about that though. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna think about that next time I. Uh, Do it my way. Just find the guy that likes it. Find the he's guy probably that likes already it. bent over anyway. <laughs> He's volunteering. He's like, oh, I see that you dropped well, something. You know, you're you're kind of already bent over right now, so. Okay, I should have said trigger warning. <laughs> I might have to cut that whole portion out. Yeah, Who knows? Works for me. <laughs> okay, so from MTC, you're then on your mission. Um, Mondays is known as P days. Is that right? So you're yeah. working from Tuesday to Sunday because Sunday's a hundred percent. Like people like to look at it as a rest day. But I'm sure for missionaries, is that it's, your busiest day? It's our busiest. work work day. Yeah. For me, yeah. Mm-hmm. What I, do missionaries typically do on Sundays? We so my mission, we would cover multiple wards at once for a lot of it, oh, and we would wow. spend eight hours sometimes in church, going from ward Shit. to ward to ward for all yeah. the meetings that we had. Mm-hmm. And then during the day, a lot of families are at home, and a lot of the people that we teach are mm-hmm. full families. Right. That's how we got so many baptisms in a wow. month or whatever. What's considered sure. a full family? Uh, father, mother, and at least one child. Okay. Mm. So. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. Or if they were in the singles ward, you know, maybe a few roommates in a, okay. <laughs> in a place that were all taking <laughs> discussions. And so, yeah, we would spend a lot of time going from ward to ward to ward, meeting to meeting to meeting, because you have to meet with wow. the bishops of every ward at least once a week or maybe every every two weeks. Damn. And then after that, we would spend our evenings going to from family to family that we were either teaching or families that were in the ward, but mm-hmm. we were helping them with their missionary plan wow. in a way of how to mm. contact their neighbors and get them to join. Mm. That sounds like a lot. I was really bad at that. So then by <laughs> the time you do a Sunday, which sounds exhausting, yeah. you finally have Especially P-Day. Especially multiple words. Holy shit. Yeah. We, I only ever had one word or one branch going throughout my mission that like I would go from one to one to one. So we didn't have all day of meetings. It was like we'd have our church meetings, be with the mm. ward members and everything, then have our like ward council meetings. And so then, then you get to P-Day. 
Mm-hmm. What do you do on P day? Like, do you do you, so? Do you get a day off from reading your scriptures and praying? Because no. I know that's no. like a task in itself. No. Yeah, no. You, you, have, have, you still have to do that. You're you paid. have to do your personal and companion study still. Yeah. Journal and Jeez. everything. Our P day didn't start till ten in the morning for that reason. Wow. Um, it was after companionship study, and then you could. We usually started with emailing our families mm-hmm. on the shitty uh, computers that they had in the church building. Yeah. And the family then, history computers. Yeah, yeah. Back when they, I don't know if they still have family history places. Like a court, like a class during. I used yeah. to do that just to get out of class, but. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, and so we would do that. We did get iPads eventually. Mm-hmm. And okay, so I was gonna we say, yeah, to... I actually had iPads pretty much the whole yeah. time I was there. So. So then you just do the emails and. Do the emails, and I was very submissive. I'm a sub, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, you probably did the BDSM test, right? I did. I did. You'll have to tell us your results later. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I, I usually did whatever my companion wanted to do, just mm-hmm. as long as I could write my letters to my friends and family too. I like to write mm. personalized letters to Aww, people. Aw, that's, that's sweet. Cool, actually. Yeah. It's nice to save those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by the way, people think that P-Day is an entire day. I said already that it started at 10. Mm-hmm. Um, it also ends at 5 for us. Yep. What? Yep. Yeah. That's so like you... across the board? Yep. Across Should the board. be, I think. Why yeah. is that the case? Because they want you to go out during the evening where it's your most productive time to get more Wow. So your day off isn't even an actual day off? No. Nope. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I just learned something new. <laughs> no, really, that. truly. I thought P-Day was all day. Yeah. No. Yeah. Ends at 5. Ends at 5. And starts at 10 for you guys at yeah. least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you stop proslighting everything by 9 o'clock. Yeah. Is, nine, is it 9 o'clock for you nine, okay. It was also 9.30 if you had a lesson Some, that yeah, would go a little bit over. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, between 9 and 9.30. Yeah. Did you ever just go to like the cool member's house just to hang out? I had a lot of companions that wanted to, but whenever I was the one in the power, um, I never wanted to do that because I wanted to yeah. do that. We were the house the missionaries would come hang out at. Really? That's fucking Like, awesome. they That's wouldn't awesome. be doing anything. They would just be eating and so doing, like, yeah. regular young, t- like, teenage boy things. Really? Playing games and, yeah. About that shit. And for real, that's awesome. Yeah. That's I'm, so sad, yeah. though, that you were, like, so orthodox that you... Yeah, had to be. I had to be yeah. working all day every day. I wanted to live up to my brother's reputation. Yeah. I had. Uh, I have three brothers. Two of them went on missions. One of them never went because uh, he had left the church before that time. Or mm-hmm. he technically hasn't left, but right. he was yeah, out. He was out. Um, and both of my brothers, to my knowledge, were either very high up in like the zone leadership for a long time mm-hmm. during the mission. And one of my brothers was an assistant to the president. I know that for wow. sure. I think the other There's one may have been, but I'm not, yeah. not exactly sure. And I, I wanted to live up to their... They were incredible missionaries. I look up to them even to, to even today for some of the other things. And I did back then, and I was like, I want to be just like them. And I want to uh, I want to write home and say, yeah, I, I taught What so was your sessions. ultimate goal being such a good missionary? Was there a reason, like, did you think... If you leave, you're going to get the girl or was it just like a personal development thing for you? A lot of it was a personal development thing for me. I guess a lot of my stories before my mission are are maybe a little sad for this one. But (laughs) um, when I was preparing to go on my mission, I in the past during high school had a girlfriend that I had uh, in sexual relationships. Okay, that's actually one of my questions. 
And so I, I almost wasn't able to go on a mission. So did you go as far with her to make yourself not like pure? Like, or did you have to do, did you have sex with your girlfriend before your mission? <laughs> uh, technically, yeah. Okay. What do you mean technically? So you soaked? Uh, basically. <laughs> you did? Okay. We no got a soaker. Hey, found, yeah. the soaker. found the soaker. Found the soaker. You're not the you first soaker you. that I've had on, but you're yeah. one of them. <laughs> yeah. So that happened, and it wasn't actually supposed to be soaking. It was supposed to be actual sex. But you froze. I felt so awful Aww. the second I uh, that happened that it was almost as if a pit opened inside my stomach and I immediately stopped and I'm like, I'm done with this. That was the worst soaking session of her life. Yeah. For real. It was not fun. That sucks, man. And then of course I had to deal with the consequences when I was preparing for a mission because I told the truth to my bishop Yeah. and then it had to get first presidency approval Mm -hmm. and uh, there was a a while where I was like, I've been waiting for a month or maybe a month and a half and I didn't know if I was actually going to go, if I was going to get approved. Wow. And you got approved. I did. Yeah. And you confess that to your bishop. Yeah. And so I had just barely come from that and thinking to myself, oh man, I've, I've deep dove into the worst that I could possibly do as a Mormon, you know, cause there's so such basically, a So basically, like, do you think you threw yourself heavily into your mission because you felt like you had to make up for what you did before? Ex- yeah. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. That wow. Sucks. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Um, so then you were technically not pure, but you were still able to go. Mm-hmm. Um, were you pretty pure? Here's the thing. I was like super pure going into my mission. Right. And then I got on the mission and like, I, I thought very highly of myself as an Orthodox Mormon, uh-huh. like before my mission. And like, there was one time I was on a cruise with my family and we were part of like the kids groups or whatever. And I was literally trying to teach everybody the gospel no throughout way. the entire cruise. And then at the end of it, like everybody was gathered around in a circle and I tried teaching them the plan of salvation and how they could become like gods and everything. And Did you baptize them in the, Ocean water. Ocean water. Oh yeah, you or bet your ass. The I slide did. pool, like the. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really funny, but no. But uh, most of them kind of walked away. They're like, "Uh, fucking culty." How old were you? I was like seventeen or something. Oh, okay, I thought you. Whoa, that's actually pretty old. Yeah. To be doing that stuff. But... I know, right? But uh, yeah. Um, one of them was actually super vibing with me. The next morning, he came and embraced me. He's like, "Man, it's too soon. It's too soon." <laughs> Did, so, did you get uh, married soon after you got off your missions, both of you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before I left, I had an exit interview with my mission president. Mm-hmm. We all did. And this is when they came out with a, a new program for the time that wasn't technically supposed to be in the mission, but our mm-hmm. mission president stole it and mm-hmm. and used it with us. Damn. Um, it was like a, a home preparation thing where right. the, the three months or so before you go home, you actually are thinking about... What do I want to do for a job? Do I have a job lined up? They would actually give you time in the day during the week or on a P day mm-hmm. to actually call for job opportunities or, or set up. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. Did they? Do Dude, that for I us almost too? feel they like they were trying to get like trying to normalize your return home because mm. they know just yeah. how fucking culty and up. brainwashing like brainwashed it, it is, is to be on a mission. So they're like, mm. we need these guys to come back and look normal. 
We want them to have jobs right away. Yeah. So it looks like they serve this two-year mission and they come back and they're functional. Yeah, they're functional. So they figured it out. Like, yeah. that would be the... Like, they have to deprogram you yeah. to get you back into the real world. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Good exactly. God. Wow, I and, didn't even think about that, but yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. One of the sections that they have you think about is marriage and mm-hmm. who you want to look for and i had an entire list and it was all the mormony things like just... i'd say did did you have her breast size or something <laughs> no no <laughs> breast size her, no nothing how like big that. her butt is it, it's, it's more of like the temple worthy that she paid yeah. tithing that she wow. want to do family home evening that she want to pray every day those were legitimate what if she was, was a convert for. i didn't care Oh, okay. I, yeah, we we treated our list the same way we treated investigators, like potential investigators, yeah. progressive <laughs> investigators, like less active. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's was... crazy. So then when you guys came back from your missions, did you like, did you feel weird? How long did it take you to be comfortable, like to, you know, being alone? I think mine was a different mission, kind of. Well, what was like one of the first things hands. you did when you got off your mission uh... or thought about? Well, here's the funny thing. Um, my mission was the first time I watched R-rated movies and swore for the oh, first time wow. in my life. On your mission? On my mission. That's oh, wow. your naughty story. It's my oh, naughty right. story, literally. <laughs> because, yeah, I my mission kind of fucked with me quite a bit, actually. And I, I, like, I just wasn't the same person coming out of the mission than I was going in. And so, like, it, it was interesting for me when I came home. I, I feel like everybody saw me very differently. They're like, oh, he's just kind of not the same. Like, he seems a little bit fucked up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I came home, and I was like, I don't know. I was just trying to figure out what the fuck happened to me. And so I, I was just kind of vibing, just chilling, doing my thing, watching movies, trying to get a job. And hmm. I can't remember. I, I sort of started dating, and that's when I, I didn't meet my wife because I, she was in the same ward as me already. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's how we met. But, yeah, we started dating. Let's see. I got home in the end of July, and we met, like, we started dating in September. Oh, wow. And so, Quick yeah. turnaround. And how long did you date before you got married? Uh, so, yeah, we were, like, together for six months. Okay. That's actually really long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Mormon, Mormon standard. Trends, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... It's just crazy. The more honorable your mission... No, I've heard this saying. Um, the more dishonorable your mission, mm-hmm. the uglier the wife. Have you yes. guys heard of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I say that right? Dude, my wife was hot as fuck. So, so wait, what the right. fuck though? Why is that even a saying? Who came up with that? I don't, I don't know. know. It, but it probably goes off the entire idea that's prevalent in the church where you are blessed. I'm, I'm using air quotes for the listeners here. You blessed. Are, you are blessed with a, a hot wife or whatever. So for is, how are, you are women the first things that come to your mind when oh, yeah. you, women or guys, depending, you know, on your yeah. sexuality? Yeah, yeah. I bet that's so hard, though, to leave your mission. And then now you have to get married. And it's like you're gay and you have the pit in your stomach of being like, holy shit, the next thing I'm expected to do, it's more comforting to be in a, on a mission than the next step which I was is actually to marry super excited about someone it. you're not into well no but imagine if you were yeah. like gay like oh ooh. yeah yeah no like it's I, like I you have imagine this, how like, it was for my ex like, like straight people God, have this thing insane. to look Although forward to and then that. yeah sorry my brain's like thinking in the minds of a homosexual who just yeah. wants to uh, avoid that part but so yeah, like a straight a straight man leaves his mission do you think girls are the first things that he thinks about for me, it was one of the things that I thought about, but it wasn't like the main thing. So when my brothers came home from their missions, mm-hmm. even though I looked up to them a lot, 
I saw that they were not okay when they got Did home. Did they marry too mm-hmm. quickly or? They didn't marry too quickly or anything like that. They're still together with their wives to this mm-hmm. day and they do have a good relationship with their right. wives and a great family. But the mental toll of I had this life where I knew exactly what I was doing and now I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Mm-hmm. It's just, mm-hmm. it's such a shock. And I thought to myself, I never want that to be me. So when I got home, I said, I am going to go full in to being a normal ass human being. I am mm-hmm. going to go to a movie even if I feel like it's not appropriate. I'm going to ask women on dates actively. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go on a lot of dates with a lot of people. And I am going to just have fun because I'm allowed to have fun. And that, that helped me a lot. Um, and I felt like I was relatively normal as far as my personal life goes. Mm-hmm. But where it came in for me is I was one of the, before I left on my mission, I was one of the oldest people in the area that I grew up in mm-hmm. um, as far as active youth uh-huh. in the church. Yeah. There was a period of seven or eight months, I think, maybe a little bit plus or minus something, mm-hmm. um, where I was the only missionary from my entire ward and maybe even from my stake. Wow. And everyone was looking up to me um, and wanting me to, to succeed and be like, hey, we want to be like David. Mm-hmm. And then they would all go on their missions. But when I came home, I saw that the majority of my friends that were members of the church growing up had left. And it was literally just me and I was going to the single branch and there was maybe like five other people that I grew up with that mm-hmm. I didn't know wow. that well because they weren't from my ward. Mm-hmm. Most of the people from my ward had already left mm-hmm. the church. Wow. Um, That's wild. <laughs> and uh, and then there were just uh, converts in that branch. That mm-hmm. branch was made up of like five actual members that grew up there and maybe 20 or 30 uh, converts within the last... 12 months or less. Wow. And uh, so that was the culture shock to me where I'm like, man, I have all these friends. They're still living in the area. They're going to college. They're doing all their stuff. And I took it upon myself to try to convert these people. And I was kind of an asshole. No, I was not kind of. I was an asshole. Um, And I was trying to take out the disappointment that I felt in myself Mm -hmm. on them. Of Mm. like, oh man, how could I let my best friends leave like this? Wow. Dude, that's just so... It's so crazy to me how focused... And it makes sense because it's a business at the end of the day. Yeah. So I grew up um, evangelical Christian. So it was like the big rock band, blah, blah. Mm. Really? It was crazy. The tongue speaking, yeah, it's crazy. And then (laughs) at the age of 10, I was baptized into the Mormon church. But it's interesting to me. It just dawned on me. It's like in the other churches I've ever been in, we don't focus on the numbers whereas you are describing your singles ward or your YSA group and you're like listing off these numbers we had converts we had this we had that like we had about five of this and then I couldn't believe that I let my best friends leave so it's like numbers 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 retaining numbers pulling in numbers it's just it's so crazy it's such a numbers game it is and that's so sad that the number game is like placed so heavily on the shoulders of young men it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> it is. Like, it's so yep. crazy. And not to make this a serious episode, right. god damn. And young women, by the way. I gotta add young women, too. Because yes, young women, yeah, too. Absolutely. 
yes, they uh, definitely are the overlooked for sure. Um, okay, so it sounds like you guys were in like some weird states coming home. You sound like you handled it a little bit better, but it feels almost like a coping mechanism because you saw your brothers come back and you're yeah. like, holy shit, I know what to do. So I'm going to cope and like get this shit going. Yeah. But um, okay. So when you guys were on your mission, did you guys ever um, hear of mission goggles? Yep. Where it <laughs> starts so. off and you're like, man, none of the girls here are good looking. Oh, wait a second. As the time goes by. That girl's pretty good looking. Every girl's good looking. Dude, my Every companion's pretty good looking. Mission, literally, yeah. nobody's not good looking at that point. It's so yeah. crazy. So that's like a real thing then. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Can I tell a story? Sure. Oh, God. So uh, it was near the end of my mission. I maybe had like three or four uh, transfers left. And I was with uh, my companion. We were walking down the street in this little rural area of Mesa, Mesa Arizona that they call Lehigh. Mm-hmm. It's not an actual other city called Lehigh. Mm-hmm. It's just a neighborhood called Lehigh. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. And they want to think they're another city. But you go from <laughs> suburbs and concrete to everyone has a ranch and at least a horse. Mm-hmm. And they don't need it. They're just rich. Right. Um, and so you'll just see people riding their horses down the road. And I remember there was this one woman riding her horse in these uh pants these jeans and she looked incredibly attractive and uh to kind of call that out i turned to my companion and we both had looked and and were looking at her and i said you know elder i really love jeans (laughs) jeans are great Oh, nice. And he said, I agree. I agree. <laughs> so girls are just, or the mission goggles. Yeah. You just kind of start oh, yeah. looking around. Um, okay, so since you have to really be sexually suppressed, and as nature likes to do, they like to relieve that uh, uh, suppression. So did you guys have any wet dreams while you were on your missions? And you don't have to answer this, but I would imagine you probably did. I did. Absolutely. Especially yeah. towards the beginning when I wasn't masturbating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like for the first six months. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're so fucking sexually deprived Do of anything. Do you feel yeah. so like shit? Like you feel so much shame when you wake up to that or... Did you I understand did. that that yeah. was normal? That's your body like saying, I need to release yeah. this. Oh, yeah. No. It's a requirement. You feel a lot of shame for that. A lot of it. Especially if you masturbate, you're just like. Oh, yeah. That's like the worst feeling the worst. in the world. Yeah. There's you the whole joke feel like of. the biggest piece yeah. of shit in front of God. Yeah. The whole joke of like post nut clarity. <laughs> that is amplified by a million as a missionary. At least it was for me where I would be in the shower. That was the only place that I could do any kind of masturbating because I wanted to hide it. Of course. Wanted, yeah. And then I'd get up from the shower and I'd be like, oh, I'm an awful piece of shit. And, uh. Still a piece of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Be, write that down. That, that'll be your TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, man. I, I remember I'd always come down hard on myself. Like, after yeah. masturbating, I'd just be like, damn, like. You were not worthy to be on a mission mm-hmm. or like to Gosh. be a messenger of God. Nothing like you are lowest of low. 
And then you had to go talk to your mission president who was also masturbating in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Right? If we're being I, truly honest I with ourselves. I don't know if I ever talked about it with my mission president because, like, throughout my whole life, I had always had to confess to my bishop and my parents. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I was just like, I'm sick of the shame I feel every time I talk about it anymore with them. So I'm It's just exhausting. Gonna... It, is, it is. It's awful. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to keep it to myself, which sometimes felt worse because it's like I didn't have anybody to talk about the fact that... It was hard having all these thoughts. Do you feel like um, your missions in any way hindered your guys' sexual development? Oh, absolutely. Right? Because you have to remain pure to go on the mission. Honestly, my life hindered and my sexual development. Yeah, well, then you take two years <laughs> yeah. away from really, like, you're really holding back. Yeah. yeah. And then well, yeah, you the rush thing. into a marriage where you have to blindly go into sexual compatibility. Yeah. So yeah. fucking crazy. I... It is. It oh, really man. is. You have grown men to this day who have not sexually developed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Totally. And if I'm honest, I, I consider myself one of those. Yeah. I. F- I feel like. Mm-hmm. I feel like every member oh, yeah, leaves no, the church yeah. with sure. yeah. um, a low sexual development. Yeah. 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 I mean, hell, the whole podcast we did for <laughs> single men unwanted. That's oh, literally yeah. because I'm not sexually developed. Right. Like, and, that, and that's okay. Shit. And that's yeah. why. That's yeah. why we talk about these things. But I would just imagine that mission. It's you start as a young boy growing up looking at that mission and holding mm-hmm. back natural sexual development, you know, yeah. st- opportunities. It's just That's crazy. So wild, yeah. yeah. You know, I yeah. like for me, I I was very orthodox for sure and like when I was 14, like my I kind of had made this promise with my grandma that like she would give me a hundred bucks if I didn't have a girlfriend until I was 21 because that's after my mission. Mm-hmm. And so I kept that. I didn't $100? have a hundred dollars. Yeah. Totally worth it. Yeah. Not you're rich, rich man. Yeah. Right. Hey, that's so half a blow job. So we're good. Yeah. You're right. Where? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But yeah. So like, um, yeah. So I, I came back from my mission. My wife was the third person I had ever kissed and, uh, yeah. Ex-wife. Sorry. I should. I know, you have referred to you, her as your wife a few times. I know, like, I, I keep yeah. doing that. The listeners, that. It's, if it's they listen to your other episode, still. they know. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, my, my ex-wife is also like the third person I kissed. No before. way. God yeah. damn. Well, are, okay, are we talking consensual kissing or not? Whoa! <laughs> Were you raping people with kisses? No, no, someone non-consensually kissed me. Oh, Damn. When I it was my young men's leader, actually. I will hold I back my oh, statement. Holy shit, no yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn. So if we count if we count non consensual kisses, it's four. Uh, okay. <laughs> Dang. Jeez. But yeah. Ew, I don't like the thought of non consensual kisses. I know. That's like in your face. Yeah. It it was quite a time. Uh, I was at a youth dance, and just having a good time, and then uh, my young men's leader he comes up to me. And he's like, "Hey, I, I've never seen you angry before," and that was actually something that I prided myself in i didn't want to be an angry individual i was always taught by my dad to be very stoic Mm -hmm. uh to i have the poem if memorized Mm -hmm. by rudyard kipling which is all about stoicism all about holding in your emotions Mm -hmm. and not letting them not letting anybody see and for me i also wanted to be happy like what jesus said in the bible so i'll hold all my emotions in and only be happy and never be angry and so I was like, oh, I, that, that's a, it was a cool compliment for him to say, I've never seen you angry. And then he said, I wonder what it would take to see you angry or I want to see you angry, something along those lines. And then without warning, without anything, he just kissed me right on the lips and then ran away. 
And this was at a youth dance in front of it everyone. It was an adult? It was an adult. He was Holy like 40 shit. or something. Holy shit. On the mouth? Yeah, on the mouth. It was my young men's leader from my ward. Holy shit. Wait, hold on. You know what? <laughs> you need to report him. If he's still with the young men, holy shit. I don't shit. think he's with the young men anymore. Whew, doesn't matter. Yeah. Holy crap. That's like so insane. Yeah. Were, were you mad? I didn't want to be you mad. You were probably confused. And you know what? That's such a confused. grooming thing to say. I've never seen you mad. Yeah. So yeah. it was him basically saying, I'm going to do something to you and you're going to want to prove me wrong and you're not going to get mad. And that's exactly what I Which then would equate to you t- wow. telling somebody about me. Yeah, that's exactly what was going on in my mind. I'm like, I want to prove him wrong Dude. by not being mad. That is so... You got rape kissed. You did. Yeah. I thought Holy it was shit. like by just a young a girl who was like, I like you. Like fucking, hey Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Good God. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, if you know who this guy is, I almost would be like, do an investigation on him. That's like such a, that step he took with you, he's probably gone way farther with other, (laughs) oh my God, the things you learn on a podcast. Literally. (laughs) Holy shit. I am so sorry that happened to you. That is just not even. Yeah, that's really fucked up. So yeah, that that would definitely hinder sexual development for sure. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Man, that's that's really crazy. Um, any advice you guys would give to missionaries now or guys who are preparing to go on a mission? And also keep in mind, because I know your go-to is just don't just go leave. Leave. Yeah, just leave. Right. So like, but imagine they're, you know, they're like you guys mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter how many people tell them to yeah. leave. You know, they're going to go anyway because they're so dedicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're so what movies. would you say to a guy like that? Don't get in your head about obedience. It's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like that, but that is like part of the culty shit, of course, is being yeah. obedient and everything and you'll get blessed. Isn't that so I, crazy? I can imagine so insane. Obedience. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, obedience. It's I can imagine one, very of narcissistic. The, one of the people that was like me hearing something like that from you and you're totally right. But yeah. then saying, oh, it's because he's. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's yeah. never really been obedient, right? Yeah. There's that whole... I'm ex-Mormon. Like, yeah, yeah. There's a whole fallacy of... Uh, no true Scotsman fallacy of anybody trying to give me advice if I truly uh, believe in something Yeah. that... Oh, they're not a real Mormon. So you yeah. guys will be surprised to hear. I actually have active Mormon missionaries listening to the podcast. No shit. Because mm-hmm. right. they did really? submit... Uh, one guy was like, I don't have any naughty mission stories other than the fact that I'm on my mission. Wow. <laughs> so, and I get that quite a bit. So wow. I think um, them having access to the internet, That's true, they can yeah. get around more things. I'd love to yeah. talk to a new missionary who just finished his mission. And yeah. I want to ask him how mm. much um, like access they have to technology. But the, if you have any advice for... You know what I wish I would have known? Right now, what what would you say to them? I I wish I would have known tactics of abuse. I wish yeah. I would have known tactics of abuse because that's what fucked me up. I mean, even having your companion there as your accountability person. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where I got fucked up was from a companion that just was I'm looking back, like I'm pretty sure he was a narcissist and yeah, God, he really bullied me the fuck down and I, I know I'm not the only one. I know there's a lot of missionaries mm-hmm. out there that like get bullied into submission or to just 
really like feel like the worst piece of shit because of your companion but honestly like no like learn tactics of abuse and don't fucking fall for it because that shit is what really screws you up because that's what happened to me so yeah just uh if if you've got a bad companion if you're not getting along and there's actually signs of abuse like don't be afraid to go to your mission president and be like okay like what's going on is not okay. I need out of this companionship. Put me in a new one. I think advocating for yourself. Yeah, is a big one. Like one hundred percent. Here's the thing: you I don't really have to leave. To you do don't that. have to leave your mission. That's hard to do. Oh yeah. You want to well, finish your honorable mission. Yep. But you need to advocate for yourself yeah. while you're on the mission. Yeah. Do not be afraid to say, "Hey, my companions got." a clear uh, undiagnosed OCD issue and he's monitoring how much shampoo is left in his shampoo container yeah. every time he's done. Cause he's, con you know, like he's afraid I'm going to steal a shit and it's causing a very toxic relationship. And I'm quoting an actual story. Somebody had told me, but it's like, you have to be yeah. able to advocate for yourself. It's not snitching. No. You're not getting one like anyone in trouble. Yeah. Um, I think advocating for yourself is a, good yeah. thing yeah and and here's the thing we're like as a missionary you're so focused on having the spirit with you you can't really have <laughs> the spirit with you if you know you're not in a great place <laughs> we're all talking about getting the spirit <laughs> i know right but like coming from mormon terms if i remember right. being back to how i was like like if i would have known like the ideology behind being able to stand up for myself and know that that's actually a good healthy thing to do yeah instead of just sitting down and taking it because i don't really right. have a choice because i want to and don't guilt trip your pleasures don't guilt trip a wet dream nope. Don't, oh, yeah. don't judge your companion for being in the shower a little bit longer. Like, <laughs> yeah. just for don't, real. just don't. Because at the end of the day, you're doing nothing wrong anyway. Yeah. You're actually doing a lot of good for mm -hmm. the church. And yep. God, not, it's like <laughs> they're doing what they're supposed to do. So mm -hmm. they're not doing anything wrong. Cause it, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. hard to say that. But at the end of the day jerk off and don't feel bad about it right. <laughs> and yeah. i will tell you this Honestly. much we have some really naughty missionary stories that came in <laughs> i'm yeah. sitting with two good missionaries uh, but yeah. apparently no Available. sexually good yeah, though right. okay sexually good yeah. but sexually there are good, some yeah. crazy stuff that you know people have submitted um they're so long so I don't even know if we're going to be able to read them all i think what i'm going to do is i'll have to post them on my instagram but we can at least do a couple. Um, I'll tell the one that I had actually heard. So there was a companionship. Uh, they had a family that they were teaching, and apparently one of the companions was having an affair with the wife of a family they were visiting. Damn. And the other All companion right. knew about this. I don't know how you get... It's like the perfect storm when you get two missionaries who are naughty, like mm -hmm. yeah, bro code. But any, <laughs> anyway, so he knew what was going on. So the missionary was in the kitchen with the wife while the other missionary was in the living room with the husband and kids. And the wife was jerking him off into the dishwasher. Oh, my oh God. God. <laughs> so, Holy shit, man. Yeah. Well, so, hey, at least the dishwasher is going to get so hot that it, like, burns that shit away. So I guess. Yeah, it's just so crazy to me. Hopefully. Like, is that even, yeah, like, a plausible thing? Oh, God. <laughs> Do you think that's a real story? 
You know what? That that was the thing. There were so many rumors about like they what, were. like they were. were just rumors. You could never actually prove that it came yeah. from a certain person you knew. Yeah, like people jumping lines and, and apostatizing yeah. and yeah. getting tattoos. And, could uh, it could it have happened? Sure. Yeah, um, definitely. I heard there was missionaries in Washington State where I was. They were going in through windows of girls' rooms and hooking up with girls. No way. Yeah. That did happen on my mission <laughs> in the past shit. before I got there. Okay. Damn. So that that's a real thing. I mean, thing. like, was yeah. it consensual stuff, or were they, like... In, in my mission, it was consensual. I don't know okay. about this particular story. Because that, that sounds like it could be seriously fucked up. But anyway, um, I had something I was going to say. Damn it. One second. <laughs> Yeah, it's gone. Damn. Am I able to give a little bit of advice to some missionaries that might be serving? Sure. I'm right? actually looking at some of these missionary stories yeah, yeah, to yeah. see which ones I want to read. Okay. So go for it. So this advice is for the missionaries that are wanting to be as obedient as possible. Maybe not the ones that are questioning, um, but the ones that were like me that wanted to really be obedient. At a certain point in my mission, and maybe you might be feeling this as well, um, you feel like you're not yourself. I felt like I wasn't myself, that there was an entire part of me that was missing, that I was too strict and mm. too anal about things and too wanting to blame my companions or myself. Mm-hmm. Um, if at any point you feel like there's that part of you that is nice and kind and wants to treat people with respect, but you feel like you can't because you have to follow all of these rules and you have to make sure everyone else is following them too, um, you know, it's hard to learn to let that go, but you should see that as a sign that maybe, maybe it's not the best for you. Maybe embracing that other part of yourself that wants to be more loose is okay. So that's deep. Yeah. For real. And now we're about to uh, talk about. <laughs> this one kid who served his mission in Colorado and uh, was doing Skype sessions with women dude, on an iPad. It, oh my god. <laughs> Fucking get it, dude. Yeah. So, um, here we go. I won't say your username, but you know who you are. <laughs> Unless you want me to, but I won't. Okay, here's the story. I guess I kind of want to like have you guys read this so it's in the voice sure. of a guy. All right. I'm down. Do Who's that. down to read a really long thing? I sure. can read. or I don't care. I'm you, just trying you know what? to... You, do, you go for it. Okay. I'll take it up. Okay. Take it away, Ernie. This one's long. <laughs> um, he actually has quite a few stories. So the first one's about Skype and girl sessions. And then another one, I wasn't able to finish it just now, but apparently he went to a woman who cut hair. All right. So you're going to go ahead and read that. Hmm. And uh, let's go. All right. Okay, so here's the story of my mission. I served in one of the Colorado missions from 2014 to 2016, and it was around 2015, like the end of it, when I did this. I was super horny, and we all received iPads, but they all had blocks on them. And so the only way that I could essentially find a naked girl and jerk off was either looking on the app store for, like, exotic apps, you could say, or download Skype, which we were allowed to use. And then you could find a bunch of usernames. (laughs) So, anyways, I found a couple of Skype usernames of women that were essentially cougars. (laughs) It's a... BYU fan! Oh, yeah, let's go cougars. (laughs) Let's go cougars. Let's go cougars. It just makes sense. (laughs) 
And so we would find, and so we would video chat at late night on my companion, when my companion was asleep and I went somewhere else in the house or went to the car. One of the girls on Skype, she was an older lady and she was a school teacher at either an elementary school or middle school, I believe. But we Skype one, two, uh, we Skype one time while she was in her office slash room at school and she would slowly unbutton her blouse and show me her breasts. And then she would tell me to slowly unbutton my pants and show me, show her my dick. Ooh, spicy! Holy shit! I'm getting a little flustered. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you guys getting horny? Uh, I mean, if I say yes, am I in trouble? <laughs> You're on the What Spot podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are reading a well, beautiful story <laughs> of uh, of this man having a good time. I'm definitely definitely getting a, a little uh, a little burning in your little, bosom. Little, little burning in my bosom here. <laughs> My second bosom. His balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Get As I revealed, she said, "Wow, you're really endowed." Oof. I wonder if he got that from <laughs> the, the temple. The growling man voice. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you're really endowed with power from on here. That's right. <laughs> Can we talk about that endowment? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> And at that time, I More never kids, right? knew endowed meant something else. Oh, no. So, uh, though she knew I was a Mormon, I was mortified. <laughs> so I got scared and didn't talk to her anymore, unfortunately. She was hot as fuck. The second girl I talked with did shows, but would talk to girls for free. Super embarrassing. But she was hot as hell and my, and my age, so I tucked my dick in between my legs. <laughs> And made myself look like a woman. <laughs> Anyways, oh my god, she found out. She found out and blocked me. He clerks to her. Anybody seen Clerks Two? No, not yet. No, no, oh, Silent Bob and Jay. Um, there's that scene where he tucks it between his legs and he's just like standing totally naked out in the middle. He he just clerks to it. That's great. That is funny. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Any listeners? I got you if you if you like those movies. Uh, another one is why is I went to a country redneck kind of party with my companion. Ooh, my hometown, nice. Uh, with my companion, and on the way back, I uh, got a ride, and one of the girls was drunk as hell, but really wanted to make out with me, and so I slowly scooted away for about ten minutes, and right when I was backed up against the window, at the time I thought I was lucky. We arrived at our house, so I opened the door and said, "I'll see you later." <laughs> Uh, another one which was the biggest turn on ever was when i was about two months out second area and one of the moms of the ward gave haircuts there was about six of us at the time all at her house in line to get haircuts and she starts talking about marriage she likes the woman uh, she likes she's like the woman has to succumb to her husband has to please him and do everything he asks she went into detail and she was such a MILF. She started saying, when my husband comes home, I tell the kids to not disturb us because uh, he is away at trips a lot. And I get down on my knees in the room and do whatever he wants. Oh my gosh. Damn. I see. <laughs> if Why he would wants this to... woman be telling this missionary this? Well, I mean. <laughs> oh, see, this is how naive I am. <laughs> If he wants to release in me, I'll swallow. If he wants it somewhere else, I'll let him. She literally just told us all that. Oh, six. She told six missionaries. What? This. 
No way. A little bukake I sense in the future. At, <laughs> at the time, I was just confused, but super turned on. Hey, I'm I'm turned on just reading this. I tell you what. Yeah, uh, got a little bit of a wet spot over here. Gross. <laughs> Dude, not on the blue armchair. <laughs> I know it's really nice. I'm sorry. Uh, we've hit the last okay one. It seems, or maybe the last two. Oh, and there's another one. This one, there isn't too much that happened, but I swear she had it out for me, and me for her. It was like my year mark, so I was new. I knew what the mission was all about. Up in the rural area where there was more big cabins, there was a family in the ward that was inactive, but they always had us over. Anyways, the mom and I would flirt all the time. She would always touch my arm, scratch my back lightly slash fastly, as I played piano. And I was alone in the room. She'd come sit next to me and slap my thigh. I swear, if she had ever pulled Holy me shit. into a room, I would have done so in a heartbeat. But, oh yeah. On my mission, it was mainly older women that Wait, I would hold on. flirt was with. Was this in a church building? This was in the person's home. He okay. was playing her piano. Okay. And uh, apparently, like, how do you pianos are sexy. In a church so. building. That's always where I'd access a piano. But, uh... Yeah. Um... It was mainly older women that I would flirt with, and we would just hit it off really well, but those are some stories. Unfortunately, no actual sexual things. Are you kidding me? <laughs> those are sexual things. <laughs> those are sexual things. That was way more action than I ever got in my mission. All right. God damn. Oh, and I don't know about the last part. Oh, there oh, was we a don't few need to... oh, okay. people that were flirting with me. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's see. Those were so good. Mm. Those were really good. God damn. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's nice job, see. guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one person actually sent in a short one. Um, let's see here. Uh, served a mission in Wisconsin. Oh, and that's this really I believe this is a this is Wisconsin a female counterpart. So, okay. um, served a okay. mission in Wisconsin. Spent six months writing to an elder in a di- in a different mission. All letters were written like sex. Damn. Almost like erotica. So Ooh. on P days, I'd take a nap, air quotes, and read oh. that week's letter and masturbate. <laughs> Shit. And uh, she says that she has the letters somewhere, so if you can find them, maybe you can come on here and read them. God damn. Yeah. So that Dang. would be amazing. That sounds hot as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, Let's dude. see if this right. is another one. Um, I think this one's pretty good. Uh, let's see. Who wants to read this one? I think Tim wants to take this. Do you want to do one? Sure. Okay. I'm in. Okay, read this one, yeah. This one's pretty good. I don't think it's, like, super saucy, but I don't know. Considering how missionaries are viewed, I think, like, my highest listened to episode still to this day is um, Flat LaCroix, too. The sister missionary episode, and she talked hmm. about hmm. Uh, masturbating to a hickey that she had right before she went into the MTC. She got it right before she went in, so she really? was masturbating in the MTC shower to the hickey. Shit! And that's still my highest listened to episode. And like, no that's kidding. not like I guess it is super spicy. Yeah. So yeah. missionaries are viewed as so that pure, is... right? Yeah. So yeah, even, yeah. like even if it's just you like being in a Facebook group or jerking off to a Victoria's Secret magazine or catalog, yeah, that's yeah. still pretty spicy True. for a missionary. So read that one. Alrighty. 
Hi there, us again. We saw your post for Naughty Missionary Stories and would love to contribute. <laughs> Though we weren't very crazy, both he and I masturbated, of course, and if someone says they didn't, they are lying or didn't know what, what it was yet. Hooray for Utah sex ed. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. <laughs> I did a bit more, though, because I was in a Facebook mission when that was still a new thing. Yeah. I was homesick and easily distracted, as many sisters get, so I created a second fake email and fake Facebook account that I would log into privately on occasion to see what people were up to back home and overall just scroll to try and feel normal. A lot of the time, I was on that private Facebook. It was late because my companion was asleep, and of course, as you can imagine, things tend to lead into a naughty direction late at night. <sighs> Holy Ghost goes to bed at 10, right? Lol. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> Th those were my sessions as well. <laughs> I, I wound up finding some lifestyle and just more sexually-minded groups. And even just and even joined a few because why not, <laughs> dude? Hell yeah, that led to the most rule breaking I ever did, where I wound up messaging a guy from one of the groups. He would send me some porn here and there to masturbate with, and we kind of sexed it. This only lasted a few weeks though before my Mormon guilt really settled in, and I logged out of the account for good and broke off contact with my friend. Crime shame. <laughs> I I never confessed any of that till now, and honestly, now I don't regret it at all. I actually wound up learning a lot about myself sexually from that experience. I had never sexted or anything before and was a virgin at the time. And it's since helped me understand my own personal relationship with religion and separating that from my experience as a sexual being. Smiley face. I'm realizing that this may not be the kind of thing you're looking for for your podcast because nothing physical actually happened, but it's my experience. The guy said this, the same thing in the last really? one. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's really funny. That is funny. Yeah, no, these are really good, actually. Oh, no, yeah. No, yeah. They're pretty solid content. Shit, that's reminding me of a time that I I was super at the end of my mission. Yeah. And I was up in that Lehigh area, and everybody was doing, like, the roping stuff. Mm -hmm. Everybody was into roping, and I learned how to do that. And there was this girl absolutely roping animals yeah roping animals. okay oh, you have okay. to understand i know oh. i was like we, we are talking about <laughs> this is this is human on animal stories. we talked about some bdsm stuff so. <laughs> yeah yeah we kind of because uh, you said roping. this one chick was into roping so i'm like okay that literally so she's a little rope bunny too. yeah <laughs> so but this was for um rodeo like the FFA rodeo. or whatever yeah rodeo Don't stuff you. things like that America. uh over 18 by the way just disclaimer and she, so she was super attractive, very much into roping, and I totally masturbated into the shower thinking about her roping me. While you were Ooh. on your mission? Fuck. While I was on my mission. That's yeah. a naughty story. That is saucy. So. God damn, Jeez. dude. Yeah. yeah. Now uh, you and uh, Millie need to exchange your BDSM test. <laughs> <laughs> we might have a match. For real. Uh, um, I do have another one here. Um, Sweet. Okay. Let's see. Okay, it started with Naughty Mission Stories. I'm going to let you read this. I like you guys okay. reading on behalf of the guys. Yeah, so you read his first thing, and then I'll read the next thing, and then you'll finish Dave, it. Dave, you're good at Naughty Mission Stories. Well, once I masturbated in an investigator's home. Okay, I need details. Did you get caught? What sparked this? Ooh. Of course, <laughs> I did not get caught. 
But what sparked was one meeting I used at the bathroom, and I found this magazine. It was some sort of fashion magazine, but I found some very, very sexy women in there, and even one nude. It was the first stimulation I had seen in a month, and it got me rock hard. So from then on, every few days, I'd suggest we visit this person, and towards the end of the lesson, I'd ask to use the restroom. And I would masturbate to this sexy, sexy magazine. <laughs> oh my god. That is beautiful. That is be Props. Right. Props. I totally support anybody going to uh, any uh, to an investigator's house and using the bathroom on their private time to, uh, to do that. Dude, honestly, yeah. if I ever... So I used to feel funky with missionaries, like, leaving the church. Yeah. Almost angry at them. Really? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. weird. Like, not angry at them, but, like, they would trigger me, and I would get, like, ugh. But now I'm kind of thinking, like, maybe I just need to befriend some missionaries. Yeah. Invite them to the house. Yeah. Like, sure, you you can teach me. Never let them teach a lesson. And then just keep uh, Victoria's uh, Secret catalogs in my bathroom. Yeah. Lube, like, That's brilliant. <laughs> that is... the house that they're... The safe space. <laughs> can, yeah, the safe space. The safe space. I don't want nothing to do with you on your mission. No. Unless they feel but super guilty for that But my place is the safe space. It's like uh, yeah, yeah. safe space for missionaries. We can have the Xbox, like... Yeah. 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 Like you could just be normal. That's super funny so. that he ran into some of that dirty content through a magazine. Dude, honestly, my mom used to get those <laughs> in the mail, and we would find them in our bathroom all the time. Uh, uh, well, I mean, there you Damn. go. When I was a kid, I would go online to search for different fan art of different video game series that I was a fan of um, for just fan projects not even looking for pornography and one of my first introductions to any kind of pornography this wasn't my first one but um mm-hmm. a character i like is called maxim mm-hmm. from a video game mm-hmm. and maxim is also a, a particular dirty magazine and i learned oh. real quick <laughs> yeah i learned real quick what it means to go online and just search maxim <laughs> that Damn. Funny. that's pretty funny so yeah. comics got you into porn. Comics. And it wasn't even the comics themselves. It yeah. was just the fact they were named. Comics, so yeah, right? Comics and video games. I think right? we are done. Are we? Cool. Yeah, I think, I think we got some good stories. If I have any more submissions, I'm just going to post them for mm-hmm. everyone to read. Um, and I'll announce that. I do like to end with rapid questions. I thought you were going to say a prayer. No. <laughs> <laughs> Make this... Very spiritual experience. No, we do not need to trigger me. (laughs) I can't even, like, Uh, I don't know, want to listen to a prayer. Um, Rapid fire questions. These are fun. So I'll ask the question, and then we'll start with Dave, and then go to Tim. So rapid fire. Okay. Uh, Anything you collect? Uh, Video games. Okay, cool. Movies and TV shows. Yes, you have nice. a really crazy movie collection. Yeah, I really do. Um, what's your Hogwarts house? Hufflepuff. Same. Actually, yeah. I think I'm a Gryffindor. You need to take the test. I took it earlier at yeah. one point, and I think I tested Gryffindor. But yeah. that was a while ago. Um, Gryffindor is stupidly courageous. <laughs> <laughs> eh, maybe I'm not so much a Gryffindor. Yeah. <laughs> you might be. You might be Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw. Oh, you might be Hufflepuff. I feel like Hufflepuffs are I just could so see nice. Me being a Hufflepuff. Yeah. yeah. Wait, why am I a Hufflepuff? <laughs> I just said they're so nice. Are you kidding me? Sarah, you're super nice. I'm nice. Be a Slytherin. 
change it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if I put in my uh, birth time, I'll get the, you're a Hufflepuff, but, um, you know, <laughs> in this house, you're this. And then when Venus is in this position, you're somewhat Slytherin. That would be pretty cool, actually. <laughs> I'm sure there's a <laughs> whole Mix in spectrum. Harry Potter for the astrology. Okay, let's there talk hygiene. How often do you floss? Uh, never. I need to do that. Do you go to the dentist? I do. Do they hate you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I don't get a lot of cavities. I'm not prone to it. So. See, I am. There's nothing I can do about it. Really? I have a retainer in right now. Uh, but um, yeah, I've been prone to cavities TV quite a bit in the past, but I've been really good lately. How often do you floss? Pretty regularly. I like. I try every day. Okay, my uh, dentist day. friends would like to hear that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Thing. I will repent. I will floss. Yes. Yeah, repent, <laughs> repent thou sinner. Sin no more. Are you making fun of his lisp? No. No, no I just, no. it's actually a joke I remember hearing from yeah. somebody. But, I uh, can cut that, but I feel like you'd... No, it, it was like somebody talking about painting a house and talking about paint thinner and then <laughs> like getting into... <laughs> uh, I can't remember the joke, but it was, was, was kind of like that, so that's It never occurred going. to me. I actually think your list sounds so cool. I actually used to have a list. Thank you. I used to have a stuttering problem. Really? Really? It was so bad. I could not get a word out. Oh, wow. It was like, but, 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 like, I I had to go to speech therapy. It was so bad. I went to speech therapy. I fixed mine in two weeks. I was actually. Oh, the list? Dang. Yeah. Okay. um, Let's see. If you could transform into one animal, which one would you choose? A cougar? <laughs> that is legit my answer. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm not going to ask you that because you answered that the last episode. Didn't That's you? fair. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. How do you usually answer the phone? Ring, ring, ring. Hello, this is Tim. Really? Yeah, I don't know. How do you answer it? <laughs> the same way. I was just hoping you would do something different. Do you different. say, hey, you fucking wet spotter? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, hey, mom. Oh, hi, mom. Sorry. Um, hi, mom. What never fails to make you laugh? A comedian named Rod Gilbert. He's my favorite. Is he the British guy? He's Welsh. Welsh, Welsh. Okay. Very nice. Tim? What makes me laugh? God damn. Um, Fuck. I don't know. Uh... (laughs) Mine is um, children getting hurt. Children getting hurt. Is okay, that bad? I like dark humor. No, it's just funny. It's just funny. Not no, 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 not like that. Yeah. Like, but kids just do dumb things where they'll like run into a door. They're fine. Yeah. Or yeah. you know, have I you like seen that video? Like that. Have you yeah, seen yeah. the video on YouTube where the kid's trying to prank his dad by hiding in the trash can? No. I'll have to post it. But like, you have this kid. He's like, I'm gonna scare my dad. I'll play it for you guys. And basically, he hides in the trash can, and then the dad comes over with, like, this massive bag of trash, and just, like, lifts the lid, throws it, and the kid's going, what? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as okay, I play you know it, you oh, will laugh. Those, those kind of TikToks and videos do make me laugh when, yeah. like, not just kids, but, like, anytime somebody accidentally gets hurt. I get hurt, though, because really? they just get hurt in the, ugh. Yeah, Maybe it's because I'm an adult. Story. But kids, it's just funny. They're like little drunks trying to navigate this world. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah. So that will always make me laugh. But you, nothing? No, actually, it would probably be the similar line of, like, anytime, like, some accidental antic of a human accidentally getting hurt pretty bad, it's like, oh, shit, didn't expect that, but goddamn, that sucks. <laughs> anytime I notice, like, a ridiculous situation that I'm like, oh, man, that sucks, I, I laugh my ass off. Um. Okay, next one. And we'll make this one the last one. All right. Um, what dish 
I'll do two separate questions. Ooh, okay. What dish do you cook best? Who's the cook between the two of you? Fuck, probably I like him. to cook a lot. Okay, what's your best dish? There, uh, my favorite breakfast of all time. It is a um, sunny side up fried egg with very fancy cheese. Usually, my favorite is like an alpine flour cheese. And it's been Fancy. covered with flowers on the outside of it. You shave that on the top of it. You have the runny yolk, and you put it on top of a sourdough toast uh, with butter that's melting on top of there and some avocados to top it off. And you just okay, you know your shit. Cut do down. Yeah. yeah, you, you uh, kicked seasoned me out of the butter. with fennel and uh, salt. You and guys got horny listening to those stories. I didn't. I just got hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got yeah, horny. I got I, hungry. I am a little hungry now that you mention it. Um, that sounds amazing. It's good. Have you ever made it for your fiance? Yep. Is it good? Pretty good. Insanely good. Okay. Goddamn. Now, Tim, your question is, would you ever appear on a reality TV show? (laughs) I feel like I should be already. You really should, actually. (laughs) Right? Like, I I really should be. I'm... I'm... You really should be. You could. Yeah. There you are. Just be on the next real world. I really should. Honestly, they'd probably put you on. They probably would. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm a show for sure. Yeah, I'm no. another level. I, you, you would be the most uncomplicated character. You should go on The Bachelor, oh, The God. Bachelorette. No, that's a the Bachelorette. Bad idea. <laughs> I'm no, so bad. You at... would be good, like for the first few episodes. The guy coming out of the limo. Yeah. You probably wouldn't make it far because they'd make you the character yeah. that like is just fun. I feel like Tim is yeah. too nice though. Like he can't be catty. That but that's really the thing. But that's flaw. the thing. Yeah, that's honestly. the character I like on the show. I love the uh, yeah. like. Really? Yes, the nice person who's yeah. just there. And sadly, huh. they never make it to the end. Yeah. The mm-hmm. people always end up choosing these dumb relationships, and it's I'm not like, good I would have picked the guy that came out of the limo as a cupcake. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, JoJo, she was the bachelorette, and she came yeah. out with a unicorn head. So it's like huh. the cool people are the huh. ones that are just yeah. like, I'm just here. To have, have fun time. and like, yeah. here yeah. I am. Why did they never get picked? You should be on The Bachelor. Okay, maybe sometime I will. I'm going to put you in there. I'm going to upgrade my styling clothes first, though. There you go. You don't want to go on as the brawny man? <laughs> I mean, I guess I could. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there I go. Yeah. I'm in. Well, thank you guys for being on here. Um, anything you guys would like to plug? Any socials? And I will drop links in the descriptions, but is there anything that's passionate? I mean, Exmo Tim on TikTok. That's he's just my biggest passionate one. Honestly, about that's you following really the him. only social media I use these days. I don't really wow. use Facebook or Instagram. Like, I'm I'm an avid TikToker. We'll get you some some plugs soon. Yeah, there you go. The things that you're passionate about. Yeah, I guess the only thing that I can also plug is my TikTok. There's not a lot of content on there right now. I'm currently making it because oh, yes. it's a long story. Um, briefly tell yeah. them what your what your TikTok is about. Yeah. The new so one. so I I used to have an ex Mormon TikTok where I had a lot of content, but I deleted all of that because I wanted to switch to a story about my sister who passed away last year um, from brain cancer. She was very young. I sat down with her before she passed away. Um, that was one of the the cool things about this particular diagnosis is like she died. But we knew in advance that she was going to, so we had time to to speak about some of these things. And one of the things that I worked with her was creating a bucket list of the things that she wanted to do if she had more time. And so I am doing all of those things for her on her behalf. Um, and I am recording it and putting it on TikTok. So 
I changed my entire TikTok, deleted all my videos, and now it's called Eat Dessert First Journey. Um, because eat dessert first was already taken. <laughs> but that, that comes from a, a common quote that my sister and I used to say all the time in our family. And life is short. Eat yeah. dessert first, right? Did she have that saying prior to her diagnosis too? Yeah. It was wow. something we all grew up. Life Damn. is short. Eat dessert first. And so, it's kind of like that whole... There is one thing. place you do, if you want to share, you told us last night we kind of made some jokes about it. But maybe some of the listener, listeners could give you some ideas. Of, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the things that I'm trying to do on this list is um, step in a place that no one else has stepped before. That was one thing she wanted to do. And I, I don't have enough money to go to the moon. I'm not Jeff Bezos. so <laughs> hey, But if you're if you're just so happening to be listening, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or, <laughs> Take this kid. Ooh, yeah. I'm going to at, um, I'm going to at them. You're yeah. going to them? Yeah, why not? You're gonna... <laughs> you got to shoot your shot, but go on. Shoot yeah, yeah, shot. yeah. But if anybody has any idea, maybe even like filming a few TikToks of like, what is a step? What does it mean to step somewhere? We, so we said can, like, just put your feet on the ceiling. Yeah. Because technically no one stepped on the ceiling. Yeah. Mm. Right. I but at that. the same time, it's so like, eh. Yeah, yeah. One small step for man. One, one tiny large. step on the ceiling. Yeah, one, one tiny, tiny step, step on the ceiling. ceiling. <laughs> Doesn't. It? So there's got to be a, a space, and it's like, how do you confirm that no one's ever yeah. stepped there? That's really a journey. Yeah. I want to do is. a journey too, not to cool. overshadow yours, but so yours is the um, eat dessert first. Eat dessert first journey. Journey. Yeah. Okay. So follow that. Yeah. Um, it's probably going to take you a second to get the content really yeah, rolling because yeah. it involves travel. Yeah. A lot of travel and a lot of like steps to the entire process mm-hmm. um, that I'm going to be filming. And I want... I don't want to put like just a few things on at a time. I want to complete something on the list Mm -hmm. and then release them over the course of a few days. Right. And then work on the next thing on the list and Mm -hmm. then release all that as well. I don't want it to, I want it to have like a beginning and an end. Right. When Mm. I release it. Yeah. Damn. Wow. That's just the best gift I think she gave you was, was that. That's just amazing. That's so like definitely give it a follow. Right there. <laughs> yeah, so that cool. really is. You guys are yeah. both just TV, you know. <laughs> <laughs> TV yeah. people. Yeah. Says, says the person that has their own podcast. I know. <laughs> I did this. See, but that's just me being like, it's like when you wake up from a bipolar episode and you have a podcast. <laughs> that's pretty much how everything has happened. I literally wake up from like these manic episodes and then I'm like, oh shit. Wow, that's that happened. <laughs> so that's fair. Um, but I just keep it going. So I could never maintain a podcast. It's I fun. I actually really like it. Really? Yeah. Well, um, as for um well, thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Um, I will say I am currently looking for a unicorn to do an episode with, a unicorn in the lifestyle. So a single girl, <laughs> I wanna have you on here so we can talk about how that is oh, yeah. I feel like All that right. would be interesting because they say they're so rare but really I don't think they're as rare as people think yeah no I, I think they're just uh, not into the old like wife swap and husband pleasing and Makes all that sense. stuff so yeah I know one single unicorn girl so far I know just so one. many do you yeah okay. um but that's just because they 
comment on my stuff and say I'm I'm a unicorn. But anyway, am I a unicorn? Yeah. Um. No, you're a a guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Unicorn is female only. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Unfortunately, oh, okay. but you know what? In the new age stuff, that could that could be changing. Really? Yeah, really? because they're becoming more open to like the non-binaries. Yeah. Um, Interesting. All, okay. Like all that. So I'm sure <laughs> that probably needs to be readjusted. Because mm. in a way, you are a unicorn. Mm-hmm. You're a single person who is wanting to. Explore. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, well, thanks for coming on, guys. Hell yeah. This will be fun to release. I'm, I'm really excited about this one, and I will be issuing a trigger warning because there's some <laughs> stuff yeah. that uh, that was said on this episode that I was shooketh over. <laughs> so, but we're all good in this room, right? Yeah. We're good. I'm good. We can move forward, and of course, we're, we're happy, and we can. Okay. So nobody here was harmed by these words. In this no, circle. No, no. Okay, cool. Feel free to message me um, if you guys have any dirty missionary stories, and we'll go ahead and share them. But thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Wet Spot Podcast. If you've yet to do it, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. The only way we're going to be able to continue doing these episodes is by having our listeners support. And that is the best way for you to support this podcast. Thanks for tuning in.